This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. everybody we say good afternoon to you and what a sad day it is uh, we have lost tom petty and then of course what took place in las vegas at the concert there just a tragic monday but we are here to do sports trent and i will try to uh, do that to the best of our ability all the way until six o'clock and then we have nfl football for you tonight uh, on the show today at 4 20 uh, hawkeye report tom Cakert will join us also at 4.40, uh, Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Info. And then at 5.15, Zuba Mahenta, ESPN. And then Trent and Wolfgang get together at about 5.40. Trent, how you holding up today, pal? Oh, you know, one of those days, Jimmy B. But uh, yeah. we are here to to change the discourse for people. I know a lot of people want to get away from everything out there, and, and that's what sports talk is, is a relief from that, a respite from that. And that's what we're going to do today, Jimmy B. And and we have a lot to talk about on the sports front from, you know, just the that, that thud that you ha- hear. That is the sound of uh, the state of Iowa in college football after Ooh. Thursday night and the way we talked about the Cyclones and then on to Saturday and the uh, Hawkeyes' performance against Michigan State. Ugh. Are you ready for basketball Ooh. season, Jimmy B? Oh, God. I, I, think, I think both schools have turned into basketball schools after what we witnessed uh, with those pathetic performances. Trent, look, we... We we thought we were stunned on Friday after the god-awful offensive performance by Iowa State. And we lit them up pretty good. But Iowa once again, and I think you said on Friday that they have played, what, 16-13, I don't know, four or five times. And I kept thinking to myself watching the game, damn, they're going to do the same thing again. It's going to be right around that score. Now, it, it wasn't, obviously, at 17-10, but still, it, it was it, it was like, okay, Michigan State gets up 14 nothing, and then they just curl their tail in, and like, okay, we've scored 14 points. Trent, I tweeted out, first one to 20 wins. They didn't want to get the 20 points no, either, no. team. You know, Iowa came out flat. They they did come out flat. Yes. Who knows if that was a hangover because of Penn State. Who knows if it was just one of those games where that happens. But after they buckled down, Michigan State really couldn't do anything offensively. It was the Hawkeye offense that never could get anything going. And when they finally generate some things and get some positive momentum, there were fumbles. Stanley with the, the fumble pick, the, the ball that went back behind his head. 
Brandon yep. Smith finally sees some action. He fumbles on a second for career touch. It was just one step forward, two steps back for that offense all throughout. And, you know, a lot of people are, are pinning the blame on Nate Stanley. I, going back and I watched the game again, you know, Stanley, I didn't think played that bad. Was it the worst game of his career? Yeah, probably was. But mm-hmm. he's not the problem with this Iowa offense. The problem with this offense right now is the Joe Award winning uh, offensive line from a year ago. They're not nearly what they were a season ago, and that award in itself was a little ridiculous. I mean, we know that. And, and the issues that they had last year protecting the quarterback. But they have taken such a step back this year that they can't do anything in the run game. And, and even with the running back as talented as Akron Wadley, they have big issues up front. The question becomes to me, Jim, can they fix that offensive line? God, I, they're going to have to, Trent, because the blueprint is there. It's absolutely there from the Penn State game and now to the Michigan State game. Look, they're lucky they're going to catch Illinois this coming weekend mm-hmm. because after watching Illinois play Nebraska, oh boy, uh, that wasn't good at all. So this will be at least a chance to get back at least on a positive note. If they were to fumble and get intercepted, and play shabby defense, although I, I don't see them playing shabby defense. I think Josie Jewell wouldn't allow it. But if they were to play a close game with a fighting Illini, or even worse, lose that game on a late field goal, oh Trent. Oh my God. I mean this would be this it would be it would be like somebody, you know, just just kicked you out of the stadium from your seat, even though you had a ticket. So I, I just cannot see that that taking place. Uh, look, what we saw at Michigan State was an offense that was ineffective. Mm-hmm. It was a defense that got burned in the first half, and then, as you said, really sucked it up and played pretty solid then in the second half. But they just couldn't get a running game going. And... This is a team that supposedly, with the offensive line, prides itself on how well it runs the ball. Where the hell did the running game go, Trent? It's not there. There are no holes there. And you go across the injury to Ike Becker when it happened. I think we were all at the camp that, okay, nice senior. He's been a three-year starter for him. You know, the story of a kid that was playing quarterback his junior year up at Cedar Falls and and becomes a tight end into an offensive lineman. It's, It's a story that we heard, but... I think we overlooked it. It's been a bigger impact than we anticipated. Sean Welsh is not nearly the player at tackle that he is inside as a guard where he's an all-Big Ten performer. At tackle, that's not the case. So you can shuffle the deck a little bit. I think Alaric Jackson's had some bright moments. He certainly improved as the year has gone along. But Boone Myers, who was a part of that offensive line a year ago, He's not even close to 100%. There are a couple of plays where you know he's got the ankle injury. He's not able, even able to play full-time. I think this is the week where you shut Boone Myers down. You say, Boone, we got a bye week coming off of this one. We're going to let you mm-hmm. heal, try to get that ankle better. I, I don't know if it's ever going to be close to 100% this year, but get the guy a little bit of rest and get him ready to go coming back off the bye week against Northwestern and see if he can be more effective because right now he's not effective the right tackle position isn't effective. They're moving guys around. That's what I would do. So I'd go Jackson, keep him at left tackle. James Daniels okay. isn't playing as well at the center position. That's another thing. Another guy that you expect to be an all-Big Ten performer. That hasn't been the case for him. 
it's all these things kind of stacked together, but you can complain about Nate Stanley. You can complain about Akron Wadley dancing around too much in the backfield. You can complain about the receivers. All these different things that are all well and good, but without an offensive line, this Iowa offense is never going to take another step forward. Now, I'm with you on that. You're absolutely right. Look, uh, Stanley, is this is his first year of playing. And so, he, you know, he's in a he's in a spot now. The problem is, is that he has performed pretty well, and 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 fans saw him with the tremendous comeback at Iowa State do exactly that, and then you're a breath away from upsetting Penn State, and then to have the disaster that took place in Lansing, Michigan. I mean, it was, I was shocked, Trent, absolutely shocked at the inability, A, to move the ball, B, there wasn't much, I guess, flair in the offense, I'm being kind, and it just seemed to me like, you know, they just pulled all the reins in. I don't know if the coaching staff felt that, that they had to do that, because they were still so bummed after losing the Penn State game. You and I weren't in the locker room. We don't know that. All we can do is try to surmise. And if it's hangover, okay. But still, you got to come up with a game plan that at least keeps the kids interested mm-hmm. and tries to keep their heads in the game. I never saw that, Trent. Did you? I don't. It, it was certainly Brian Ferentz's worst game of calling plays. I don't know. Yes. If- Game plan wise, though, I mean, it's it's the game plan that you anticipate against them. They couldn't run the football, Jim. If you can't run the right. football at Iowa, you're not going to win. And do you think a good game plan would have been to hate, have Nate Stanley throw up 45 times? I I don't think so. Uh, the way that they'd be able to pin their ears back and go after him that way, they brought brought a lot more blitzing than Penn State did the week before. They were up there, mm-hmm. though they didn't have eight nine guys in the box the whole time. The linebackers and safeties were able to play downhill because... They were coming. Yeah, yep. they, they knew there wasn't a semblance. And until Nate Stanley, you know, back to him, I think people are overreacting, blaming a lot of this loss on him. But until he's able to connect on a couple of those big throws, that's what defenses are going to be able to do. They're going to be able to play downhill because there isn't that threat of big plays over. Even when they get beat, and it's happened plenty of times, you can't connect on them. You don't have to worry about it. Well... Whatever it was, it was ugly, and they're going to have to right the ship uh, against a bad Illinois team. As we mentioned, uh, the worst team now in the Big Ten, Illinois? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you can certainly I mean, Rutgers, I, I, I don't know. I thought Rutgers, Rutgers came within a breath of uh, having success at, at Nebraska. Right. So it's, it's one of the two, one of the two. <laughs> right, yeah. Jeez. They're they're both bad. There's no doubt about that. Rutgers and Illinois fighting for the bottom spot. Yeah, this is a get week right now. A week for Iowa now. Get right, get healthy, get everything running. You know, have hit a couple of big plays in the run game and the pass game. Have the defense continue to play at the level that they are. You go out there, you roll to a victory. You go into the bye week and still plenty in front of them. But for all intents and purposes, unless Wisconsin loses this week at Nebraska, which I don't think either of us are going to pick Jimmy B. Unless that happens, this race is over in the Big Ten West. Yeah, no, you're right. And, look, I I, I watched a lot of football over the weekend. And Ohio, I mean, look, Ohio, you can't even put Ohio State's game in there. That was just a a total blowout, and you knew that it was going to take place. 
Wisconsin, though, I, I thought systematically started to take apart Northwestern. And even though the margin was, what, was it 33-24, right, yeah, right in yeah, there? Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, it, it. even though the score didn't, like, they didn't blow them out by 25 or something like that. Look, Northwestern's got players, and, and they're going to put points on the board. But Wisconsin just figured out a way. All right, uh, we, now we've got you figured out. Now we're going to uh, take you down, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, Northwestern came back. Uh, they had an opportunity between before that ridiculous safety that happened at the end of the game, and yeah, uh, you know, couldn't get a, couldn't get out of the end zone with the, with Thorson safety. There was a minute left, though. I mean, they they could have tied the football game, but that's no sure thing for the Hawkeyes when they get them. That's still a few weeks away. Uh, we'll see, Jimmy B. But Wisconsin, I don't know still how good they are, but the schedule right. sets up perfectly for them. And they get by Nebraska this week. They're going to be 9-0 with Iowa coming to town. They win that one. They'll be 10-0 with Michigan coming to town the week after that. They get those two big games at Camp Randall. They're going to continue to get better. You'd have to assume that's what they seemingly do each and every year. Jimmy B., uh, I hate to say it, but football in this state, we got to we got to change our perception for Iowa State it was getting to a bowl game. That's going to be incredibly yes. difficult, and I don't think they're right. going to get there. For Iowa, it's not going to be about winning the division and having a shot against the big boys in Indianapolis. It's, you know, can this team continue to improve? Still a young team. Can they get better and, and win seven or eight games and be a tick above where people had them, you know, the Vegas number at six and a half? That's a change here this season, and I don't know if the fan bases on either side are ready for that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think both fan, fan bases are reeling, and Iowa State, the line at Oklahoma, I think it opened at 25. I think it's up to 28. So, and I think Iowa's line right now is what 20. So, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, if you're going to pick a winner, you're going to pick Iowa over a very weak uh, Illinois team. They are so young, Illinois. They're playing so many freshmen. Uh, it's unbelievable. But Iowa State's task, as you just mentioned. Uh, with what is remaining, you still have Kansas. You still have Baylor, who has yet to win a game. And then it's kind of like pick your poison after that. I, I'm not, I don't know really yet how good K-State is. Mm-hmm. I know Texas Tech is decent. Uh, Oklahoma State can score on anybody. We saw them win at Texas Tech. So, and, and Oklahoma is far and away the, the top dog in the Big 12. Well, Jimmy B, we'll have more time to uh, talk about that on the other side. Tom Cakert will be by. We'll talk more Hawkeyes with him uh, coming up at 440. Mark Simon from ESPN will get ready for the Major League Baseball playoffs with Mark Zuba. Mahente will be by. Wolfgang is here today. It's a busy show. You can join us, as always, at 264-1700. We'll take the time out. Talking Hawkeyes with Tom Caker next on Jimmy B and TC. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
sponsored by Accountemps. Accountemps isn't just a staffing firm. They're people who believe in finding you the right person to fit your company's needs. Visit Accountemps.com to learn more. Accountemps, a Robert Half company. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Pushing snow with a Fisher Plows Extreme V V-Plow that you'll find at Shuling Hitch isn't just a job this winter. It's kind of a rush, too. The Extreme V V-Plow can change from V to straight to scoop. It's versatile and efficient. With the exclusive Fisher Trip Edge design and fast hydraulics, you'll get the job done faster. Shop for your new Fisher Plows blade at Shuling Hitch Company. Two locations off 2nd north of the Interstate Des Moines and Alexander Avenue in Ames or shulinghitch.com. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal. And the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. Street. Are you going to the Central Iowa Business Conference on October 11th? It's a day focused on helping Central Iowa businesses master their processes and accelerate their success. I'm Todd McDonald from ATW Training Solutions. My team and I will be attending because we know that in order to move forward, you sometimes need to take a step back, look at where you are and where you want to go. October 11th is one of those days for us. We're looking forward to hearing from nationally recognized authors that are excited to help Central Iowa companies. One of those authors is Gino Wickman, author of the best-selling book, Traction. We've seen the success of his traction concepts not only in our own business, but many of the companies we work with. We're also looking forward to hearing from Vicki Halsey, co-author of the book Legendary Service, because we know how important it is to take care of our customers. If you're looking to master your business, come learn from the experts. The Central Iowa Business Conference is presented by EO Iowa and Mediacom. For more information, visit centraliowabusinessconference.com or contact the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy V and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll all the way till 6 o'clock. We have the NFL tonight right here on the Big Talker 1700. Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington Redskins immediately following our program. Uh, It's always good when we have a chance to catch up with Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. He comes to us, of course, on the Draft House 50 hotline. Hey, Tom, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing well here. Uh, It is certainly... Some frustrating times in Hawkeye land. Tom, you were out there. You saw firsthand the ineptitude of the offensive line and the offense as a whole against Michigan State. You know, We anticipated it would be that type of game, but Iowa just cannot run the football right now. Frustrations uh, certainly happening up front with the Hawks. Yeah, it was uh, not good. Was it the lowest rush total? They only had 19 yards, the lowest rush total since... Uh, in Ohio State in 05. So it, it just didn't, um, you know, and it's kind of been there for, uh, I would say, two straight weeks, and really you could almost say it was it was there even earlier, but the competition just wasn't as, as rugged as they faced the last two weeks. You're seeing a lot of, and, and I know this went on before, but you're really seeing an exaggeration of linebackers in particular just, flying to the football and shooting gaps and guys not getting picked up. It just seems like since they lost Ike Bodker, the offensive line has just kind of lost some continuity. Mm-hmm. They've had to shuffle things around, and they just have not found that continuity yet. And uh, they better get this figured out real quick. And there was a stretch last year where they weren't running the ball particularly great either, but they managed and they got through it. And then by the end of the year, they were really clicking and they've got to be able to try and find that uh, here in the next, uh, uh, you know, if Illinois is a team to get healthy against, though, I'll say that, and then they've got a bye week to kind of figure things out and fine-tune some things for the stretch run. Yeah, it's uh, Illinois this week who's had their own set of issues. What can be done up front? You know, there, there's uh, been some talk. One thing that I would like to see, Sean Welsh move back inside. Uh, but to do that, you really probably have to have Dreston Wirfs back and healthy, and I know he's been a little bit dinged up. Boone Myers is not healthy. Uh, this is a week that I'd say shut him down, get him ready after that bye week, and see if he can come back with the ankle injury. But where's Tristan Wirfs right now? And the latest, what's Boone Myers had to say? You know, talking to some of the guys after the game, it was they were – pretty pissed off. Uh, Sean Welsh was probably the most measured in his response. Boone was pissed. I mean, he was just angry. And he, you know, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the second quarter when Boone got beat pretty badly on a play, um, they yanked him out mid-series. They took him out after a second down play and brought Ross Reynolds in. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that for a non-injury situation for an Iowa offensive lineman. Um, he's he's just not healthy and he's not moving. He's not getting the push, and and they're missing guys. They just seem to be running to spots instead of to to block somebody. And 
that's when you're see, seeing all those linebackers just kind of shoot behind them or shoot in front of them. And, mm-hmm. and Wadley was getting hit three, four yards in back in the backfield. And there's no way for him to go. He barely gets to the line of scrimmage if he does get to the line of scrimmage. So they've got to figure some things out. At worst, was back out there a little bit, I think, on Saturday, just on kind of PATs and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they're going to have to make a decision what direction they're going to go. I can tell you that Brian Ferentz was not happy. Nobody was happy. I mean, you know, they, their identity is running the football, and they're not able to run the football right now to the level that they would like to. Well, another part of that has been uh, some of the things that have happened on the outside. Drop passes. I think it's six over the last two games. Tom, they can't afford that. This team certainly is not at the position that they can handle something like that. Even when the pass game looks like it it, it can get a little bit of leeway there, drop passes, fumbles, I was not at the spot they can afford it. What needs to be done to clean that up? If you combine the um, drop passes with, and to me, it's if you can get your both hands on the ball, you should be able to haul the ball in. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just that's just my view, and that's kind of what any coach would tell you. If you can get both hands on the ball, you should be able to haul it in. And you combine that with Stanley just keeping keeps missing uh, deep balls that were there. I mean, if he throws that halfway decent to Matt Vandenberg in the first half uh, on Saturday, he's probably in the end zone. And if he you know, the, the play where he, quote-unquote, fumbled the ball mm-hmm. um, down inside the 10-yard line, if he makes that throw, uh, and I just watched it again this morning, um, Vandenberg is standing in the corner of the end zone by himself. And all he had to do was just Tom? flip it to him, and the ball slipped out. Right. Yeah, it did. Tom, uh, take me to Josie Jewell. Uh, look, he gets an awful lot of pub, and, and rightfully so. But let's face facts here. This guy is just putting on a defensive display, game in and game out. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he's keeping them afloat. Now, the thing I worry about is how long can Josie and that defense continue to play at the level that they've been playing? I mean, you look at what they did. Uh, the last two weeks, I mean, they tried to keep Iowa in the game. Uh, really, you know, early on, I thought it looked like in that first drive they were hung over from the Penn State game. But after that, I thought they really kind of buckled down and played pretty good football. Um, but they just can't keep putting out fires every, uh, you know, every series. And then you factor in the really poor field position that Iowa's been getting because Rastetter has struggled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had two good punts towards the end of the game. But other than that, you factor in that he was not punting well. You factor in Josh Jackson making some inexplicable decisions in fielding footballs late in the game. It's just like this offense is, is always going to – it seems like they're always having to, to – battle back from really bad field position over and over again. Well, the field position game is certainly a big thing, Tom. Uh, You mentioned Colton Rastetter. The struggles continue for him. I know Ryan Gerson was at least part of the travel lineup, was warming up before the second half of the game. It doesn't sound like he has wowed anybody, at least from you guys in the media that are there, you know, for all the open practices and such at this point. Iowa went with the scholarship punter, and the scholarship punter is not out there. Is he yet another mistake as it pertains to the specialists? Boy, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's interesting to look at uh, what they're doing with 
with that punting situation because I thought there was a, after I think Grassetter's fourth punt, which was another bad punt, um, kind of a low line drive, that maybe they were going to make a change there because Gersandi was out there, he was punting into the net, he was doing some, uh, handling some balls from uh, center snaps. So it, it just felt like maybe there was going to be a change there, but um, then he went out there and punted too and, and did really well. And, and to Raster's credit, he made a great throw to AJ Epines <laughs> out on that big field goal too. So I mean, he, it was uh, you know a play that they put in during the week. But yeah, but well, I'll tell you guys, I I've I've been covering Akron Wadley all of his career. Um, have a really good relationship with him. I was talking to him before. Anybody else was when he wasn't even on the radar at a media day one one year, and and just found him to be. He's been the most enjoyable interview. Never seen him as I wouldn't say terse, but just short and frustrated, and probably pretty angry than he was in that post game, just because of the way things are going right now offensively. Tom, is that game plan as well? Um, yes and no. I mean. Uh, you know, I know that's where fans go to. And, oh, well, if the play's not working, then it's the game plan. Then it's a poor play call. Um, I think it's way more than that. I Do I think they need to do some counters and stuff like that in the run game? Maybe. You know, I think there's there's room for that, and I think they'll probably explore that. But I think, and I know the parents, haters will just, cringe when I say this, but they've got to execute better. You can design the best play in the world, and you can have all these imaginative right. play calls, but if your offensive line doesn't execute, if your guys can't catch the ball on a regular basis, it doesn't matter what play you call, it's going to fail. So you, you have to go out and execute the play. And they believe in the run game, especially with the stretch play, that if they do it correctly and get hat on hat with guys, that they're going to make plays all the time with that. And right now they're just not. I mean, you watch some of those plays and they're, you know, James Daniels or uh, Keegan Render or Ross Reynolds or Boone Myers or whoever is just going, uh, Alaric Jackson, I mean, any of them. They're missing guys, whiffing, and uh, just not even engaging at times and looking for somebody else to block. And you, you should block the guy that's right there. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, before we let you go, uh, I'm not going to wish away the football season, but basketball practice started today <laughs> as, as deep of a team as uh, Fran McCaffrey has had on its hands. You hear any nuggets for us? You got anything? Um, well, uh, you know, did we discuss this last week that when at the, at the Penn State game, I think it was the Penn State game, they had Fran out on the field and he's trying to sell some tickets and he said this is the best team he's ever coached. Uh-huh. Wow. But, Nothing, nothing like Fran to, to not to any salesmanship there. I know you love that Trent when he goes oh, a little hyperbolic. The Fran hyperbole, one of my favorite things of wintertime. It's cold, it's windy, it's snowy, but at least we got Fran to warm things up with some uh, some statements <laughs> I, like that. The I best think, team, huh? I, I do think they're going to be really good. I yeah, really yeah. do. I I just got a sneaky feeling about them. Now it, they are real thin at guard, and yes. they've got a people handing healthy, and, and he's got to play well. And they're going to have to adjust without Pete. But mm-hmm. just talking mm-hmm. to um, some people close to the program recently, they just rave about the chemistry on this team, that it's the all these guys hang out together. All these guys are just 
they're just really comfortable with each other and they play well off each other. So I think chemistry-wise, they're there already. So I, I think they've got a chance to be really good. Um, and I, I think the two freshmen are going to really help them uh, be an even better team. Well, they're so deep up front. You mentioned that guard court. For me, you know, if this team is going to take that next step and not just be good enough to go to the NCAA tournament and win a game, but take that next step and, and be vying for a regular season title and a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, it's Isaiah Moss because they don't have another guy like that on the roster. They don't have another guy that can do the things. He was so inconsistent a year ago. How do you massage a guy like that and become where you know every night you're going to get 22 to 27 minutes of consistent play from him? Yeah, and I think that was the big thing with him was his motor just didn't run hot all the time, and I think they've gotten into him a little bit to kind of emphasize to him, look, you're the guy now, and you can't just wait for Pete to do it for you like he did last year or for Jordan to do it for you. You've got to be that guy to get buckets, and I, I think his motor started to rev up. I think he's starting to believe that he's as good a player as I think we believe he could be, mm-hmm. and uh, if he can knock down shots, and, and really work on it uh, off the bounce a little bit more. He can be a really dynamic player, and you throw Garza in there with what he can do, Nungi, what he can do. Um, you know, I think they've got all the pieces there. Now, the, the challenge for Fran is really going to be who's going to get the minutes, because it, especially up front, because you got to keep guys happy, too, and hopefully guys will just stay happy with whatever they get and not become a distraction because that can really factor into team chemistry. Tell you right now, Garza's going to get a lot of minutes. I agree. He's your starting center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That kid's ready. He's definitely ready. Tom, it's always good when we catch up with you. Uh, Thank you, Tommy. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Okay, thanks, guys. See you. Tom Caker, com, right here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. All right, Trent, I know that you're waiting for the next segment here yes. because uh, Mark Simon is coming up, ESPN Stats and Info, your guy. So what kind of questions are you going to hit him with about the Twins and the Yankees? Well, all Give me a preview. Of, uh, everything. I, okay. I'm, I'm asking him everything. He's a New York-based guy. He covers the Mets and Yankees very closely for ESPN.com. Yes. So he's going to give us the inside intel, and uh, he's going to help us out, try to figure out how are my Twins going to win this baseball game. It's just one, Jimmy B. And in one in baseball, anybody can beat anybody, but it is a tall, tall task in the history, certainly not on the Twins' side. We're talking baseball next Breaking down the AL wildcard game with the Yankees and the Twins and a look forward to the playoffs. We all do that next. Mark Simon from ESPN.com. He joins us. Stats and information on Jimmy B and TC. First Light with Evan Henning every weekday from 8 to 9 a.m. on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Sponsored by ADT. Home isn't just a place, it's the feeling of knowing you're safe. ADT lets you take that feeling with you. Learn more at ADT.com. Now, we'd never tell you what kind of truck to drive, but what kind of snowplow? Well, that's a different story. For more than 65 years, Fisher Plows have been getting the job done reliably and efficiently. From heavy-duty commercial plows, V-plows, breakthrough deep snow drifts, or a personal snowplow for your half-ton truck. You'll find the Fisher Plow that's right for your need at Shuling Hitch in Des Moines and Ames. It's time to upgrade your blade with a new Fisher Plow from Shuling Hitch. Visit ShulingHitch.com. If your basement leaks or floods, or if you have mold, mildew, or a musty smell, call Midwest Basement Systems today to request a free basement waterproofing estimate. As Iowa's premier basement waterproofing and foundation repair contractor, Midwest Basement Systems will send one of their certified basement waterproofing specialists to visit your home and conduct a thorough inspection of your basement's foundation. Got a paint project you haven't started? Now's the time to begin. The Home Depot has Bare Premium Plus interior paint starting at just $23.97. It's a paint and primer in one, so you're not covering the same wall over and over. You paint it, then move on to the next one. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on Bare Premium Plus interior paint. Now starting at just $23.97. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. It's in store for details. We're changing things up at Chili's. Even our song is changing. Our old song was Baby Back, Baby Back, Baby Back. It was about ribs because that was our thing. Everything's getting an update. Our new menu is totally different. We made your favorite things a lot bigger. We made our new burger half a pound. That's much bigger. And the ribs are 30% bigger. The fajitas are way bigger, too. 48% actually, but that's like impossible to sing. I don't know. Maybe just let me try it. The fajitas have 48% more fajitas. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, Chili's is back. Baby Back, Baby Back. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, 
specialty roofing and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back. We say hello to you here on a Monday. Uh, it's always fun when we have Mark Simon on ESPN Stats and Info. He joins us, of course, on the Draft House 50 Hotline. And, Mark, you'll be happy to know that Zuba Mahente from ESPN will be on in the next hour with us. Anything you'd like us to pass along? <laughs> no, just Zubin knows all, so I would, I would just tell uh, your listeners that they really need to listen to him because he is, he is the most enthusiastic, most passionate, most uh, entertaining uh, sports fan that I know from the perspective of, like, he literally gets excited by everything, and I'm sure he's excited for the baseball playoffs, as am I. Yes, uh, very excited about it, and as you can imagine, Mark, I'm extra pumped up. I didn't see this one coming. My Minnesota Twins are taking on a, a team that you know pretty well from up in your northeast, uh, northeast outpost, the New York Yankees, and the history, at least recent history over the last, oh, 15 years or so, has a very, been very good for the Twins. Yeah, uh, congratulations. We went first team to go from 100 losses uh, to the postseason. Thank you, Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, it's a great accomplishment. I think it is the product of a number of things, and I think that the first one that you should be thankful for is the defensive play. Uh, because in certain areas you went from a uh, uh, horrendous or awful or really mediocre to at least acceptable. And in other areas you went from average to outstanding. And I'm talking about center field where Byron Buxton uh, has been fantastic and he's kind of my guy to watch tomorrow. Uh, he has had a great second half of the season on both the offensive and defensive ends. And you know what? What else? He's Jew. Against the Yankees for his career, I think you like this one. One for 25, Whoa. 16 strikeouts. Whoa. That, that's, that's, it can only go up, right? Now, hang on, let's keep this in mind, too. It's the postseason. And remember, just go back to last year's postseason, and you start with the Indians. Mm -hmm. And Roberto Perez in the first game. The guy never hits a home run. He hits a home run in the first game. Lonnie Chisenhall never hits a home run off a left-hander. He homers off uh -huh. David Price. Things that never happen, happen in postseason. No, that's very true. And, you know, I, I've said it throughout, and this is going back to probably June when, you know, it first looked like maybe this would be a possibility of this playing out this way. I would much rather the Twins get into the playoffs this way and have one shot against the Yankees, one game with Urban Santana on the mound as opposed to in a series, even a five-game series, seven-game series. Yeah, you know, funky things happen. But in a one-game playoff, anything can happen, including the Twins finally beating the Yankees. Yeah, and think about how, how due they are. They haven't won a season series from the Yankees since 2001. Oh. They've never beaten the Yankees in the postseason. It's 
12 to 2, and there are some ugly games in there. And there are also some just <laughs> kind of losses with the Teixeira home run yeah. and the, the foul ball, uh, the foul ball, fair ball controversy oh, Mauer, with Joe Mauer. Yeah. And we, we can bring up a lot of, a lot of uncomfortableness no, for no, you no, here no, you, if you, you want. St- you can stop, Mark. You, you don't have but, to do that anymore. All right, no, but you do have Irvin Santana. Yep. And for one game, I, I would admittedly rather take Luis Severino. Sure. But for one game, it's not impossible that he could do really well. Uh, he is he is certainly capable of it. He's he's the right guy for the gig. Now, if you get beyond that and you get to Berrios, and then all right, where are we going to go next? Gibson and Cologne. Yeah. If, as you said, if you were playing the Yankees in a five game series, it would be five games to none. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> but but you've got as I said, you've got him. You've got this guy in the bullpen now too. It's been really good. Hildenberger uh, yes. has been very good uh, for you guys. I'm a little concerned at the end of the game with Matt Belisle trying to get the last three outs in Yankee Stadium. Uh-huh. But I think the key to all of this is just get there. Get to the point where it's 6-5, to five, or maybe you'll get lucky, and you'll get to the point where it's 10-2 to two because Byron Buxton hits two home runs and drives in five. <laughs> I like the. Sam, way I'm talking. trying here. I'm trying to give you the Zubin Mahanti option. Yes, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And sorry, Jimmy B. I'm kind of hogging things here, but uh, my team's back in the playoffs for the first time in a while, so I, I have to do that. Uh, explain, Mark. You're building this roster. It, you don't have to carry over your 25 man roster from the one game wild card into the division series. So right. you can build a roster whatever way that you want to do. You're building your roster your way, Mark. What would be the right way? You're not going to bring all five starting, four starting pitchers along with you unless you want to use one of them for long relief and Irvin Santana gets hit by a line drive or something like that happens. <laughs> you know, How do you build the perfect you know, 25-man roster for this single game? I think you're looking at nine pitchers uh, because you want, to be, you want to have something ready just in case you go extra innings. You might even want a tenth, uh, but you want... You want to give yourself a chance probably more. I, I guess it depends on what you want to prioritize. You want to prioritize mixing and matching your hitters at the end of games? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to mix, uh, maximize uh, for, uh, your pitchers? And do you want to go lefty to righty to lefty to righty and really stretch the game out? Or do you want to take, I don't know how they're going to play it, but whoever your weakest defenders are and take them out in the seventh inning uh, and I mean, you're not going. You're probably not taking Jason Castro out. You're not taking Mauer out. You're not taking Dozier out. Um, you're not taking Buxton out of the game, certainly. Um, but what do you, what do you want to do? Do you have a secret weapon uh, somewhere? But I would think nine or ten pitchers, depending on what the answers to those questions are. You're probably leaving your Sunday starter, which was Bartolo, off the roster, uh, and you're mm-hmm. telling everybody else, "Hey, I might need you for a batter. Uh, Kyle Gibson's got to be ready for a batter." Um, Berrios has to be ready for an inning or two innings or three innings uh, and just deal with it. You, uh, I think the leashes will be short, and it will be interesting to see how Neil Allen, uh, my former, my favorite player, by the way, and Paul Molitor uh, manage this. I will be very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, we having got? a great conversation. Yeah. Mark Simon is our guest, ESPN Stats and Info. Okay. Mark, I understand how you can get a guy's number in tennis. You you just you're in his head. You can beat him. Golf, the same thing. The guy always cracks. Uh, football, you you just know you're always going to beat that team. Even even if you don't play well, you just know that you're going to get him. Basketball, the same thing. Hockey, the same thing. But baseball, as we all know, is a totally different animal. How does it get to the point? 
where it is so disproportionate between New York and Minnesota. How did that happen in baseball? I don't know. Like it's, it's me. The fact that it's carried over like into a different generation is yeah. just bizarre. It 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 defies sense. Like because you could say, okay, if the same players were still there, you'd be like, okay, it's the human factor. They're psychologically beaten up. I think maybe it's just the payroll factor. Like look at the Yankees payroll and look at the Twins payroll, and there just happens to be that one team that the Yankees keep stomping and dropping the hammer on every single time. Whereas the other teams that they have that kind of payroll advantage on, maybe they get them a couple of times. But the Twins just happen to be the one that they never get. Well, Mark, it's uh, not just the Twins, Yankees. Yes, there are some other things going on. First, give us a quick hit on the other wild card game, Arizona-Colorado. Arizona-Colorado. Uh, all right, so you got Zach Greinke and John Gray. Uh, Zach Greinke has pitched very well against the Rockies. Uh, John Gray has pitched very well on the road recently, uh, so it's a good pitching matchup. It's the one pitcher for Colorado where you feel confident. Uh, I, I would lean Arizona's way just because I think they're legitimately the better team, and I can't see a lineup that is as well built as theirs struggling in a game like this. And I think that with their ace on the mound and their backup ace ready to back them up, I think they are in... Uh, they are in good shape. I think it will be a. Uh, I think it will be a good game. I would take Arizona in like a five to two or or something like that scenario. All right, I would be remiss then since we won't get you the rest of the week if I didn't mention Cubs and the Nationals. Yep. Where are you on that series? All right, so I have to be Nationals on that because my preseason pick for the World Series was Houston, Washington, um, okay. and I. <laughs> It's harder to be pro-Washington, given the Scherzer news, but I am going to work off the presumption that he's going to be okay. Uh, I like the Nationals because I like the starting pitching. I like Strasburg and Scherzer and Gio, who has had a really good year, uh, and I like Tanner Roark. They're solid 1-4, to four, which most teams are not. Uh, the Cubs have some question marks uh, pitching-wise with the way that Lester concluded the season. I guess you feel good about Hendricks at the end of the year. Uh, Arietta, there are some questions, it seems like, about. Uh, and Jose Quintana has had his good moments, and he's had his lesser good moments. I would tend to be more optimistic than pessimistic on him. So I think it's a five-game series. I think the Nationals pull it out in the fifth game with the home field advantage. And I'm hoping for Dusty, uh, because Dusty's due. Dusty uh, has not won a World Series. He has gone the second longest among managers who have zero World Series titles, only Gene Mock's gone longer. Well, great minds think alike, Mark. I also had the Astros and the Nationals with the Astros winning it before the season began. We don't need to talk about some of my other picks, but that one, at least for now, <laughs> uh, is still alive. Hey, we'll let you go uh, come full circle. Miguel Sano, we were talking about the building of that Twins roster. Got some playing time. He can't run. I, he, he can't <laughs> run at all. Up the, he goes one for eight in uh, his duty over the weekend. Do you put him on the playoff? Do you put him on the roster for the Yankees game? And if they win, do you put him on the roster for the division series? Uh, I guess I kind of I need to see him before I would I would make a decision on that. I think they said that they were going to put him on the roster for the for the Yankees game. So at the very least, he can swing. And you just maybe maybe you're just hoping that he hits hits the ball over the fence. <laughs> I don't think you can take a bat like that out and just say no, we're not going to use that bat. I think you have to. Um, 
you have to take the shot with him. I would say go for it. Good stuff. Hey, Mark, always appreciate it. Great catching up with you again. ESPN.com, place to go for all kinds of great stats from Mark <laughs> Simon. Appreciate it, Mark. We'll talk again down the line. Cool. See you. There you go. That's Mark Simon on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Always good when we have a chance to uh, roll through some things with him, and we'll do a little more baseball uh, in the next hour as well, Trent. I'm I'm really looking forward to tomorrow and Wednesday night. I love the one-game scenario. Yeah, you got to be ready to go from the get-go. Uh, another saving grace the last time the Twins saw Severino. Uh, they were able to yeah. get to him a little bit. They put three on the board early against him, so hey, anything can happen, Jim, but... I got a little bit of a dilemma on my hands. Tomorrow night, Uh I have to work. I will be working tomorrow night in Carlisle for a volleyball matchup. Okay. Is this a TV gig? It is. So what do I do, Jimmy B? Do I DVR the game and shut off the phone as soon as it starts at 7 o'clock, get home and watch it from there? Do I have somebody keeping me up to date? Do I just watch it on the iPad as, as I'm called a volleyball match? What do I do, Jimmy B? That's for me. I I hate DVRing games. I I just hate that because then you do have to try to shut it off and and not know the outcome. But Trent, what time? Do you, what time's your volleyball game uh, tip? Seven o'clock. Okay, and the baseball is what like seven thirty, seven twenty, seven ten, seven ten. Okay, I think you're going to have to take your iPad with you. <laughs> I, I really do, and look, you get you get a, you get a little break every once in a while. Yeah. Just set the yeah. iPad up next to you, and and then when they call timeout, and you're in a commercial break. You get a chance to really kind of hone in on everything. Look, you got two eyes: one eye on the volleyball, one eye on the iPad. You can make that work. You just can't scream out. Yeah, let's go Twins if somebody hits a home run in the middle of your call tomorrow night. Especially if there's a, a couple of Twins on the rosters of Carlisle or Ballard. Yeah, that, that would not go well for me, Jimmy B, if I yelled that out. <laughs> With that, we need a break. We'll come back, kick off the 5 o'clock hour, look around all the big sports news. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, we got Zuba Mahente from ESPN. He'll be here. And also at 540, it'll be Wolfgang stopping by. We'll talk some Hawkeyes and Cyclones with him. All to come on Jimmy B and TC. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. To relieve muscle cramps in your legs and feet, reach for TheraWorks Relief. This fast-acting foam can even prevent muscle cramps. Get TheraWorks Relief today at theraworksrelief.com. Kevin Harlan with Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner here for Westwood One with a preview of Monday Night Football. Welp will be at Arrowhead in Kansas City as the 3-0 Chiefs take on the 2-1 Washington Redskins 
both with wins last week. Redskins impressive over the Raiders. This looks like a terrific matchup. It has the makings of a great matchup, Kevin. I look at the Chiefs, maybe the most complete football team in the National Football League right now, starting with Alex Smith, who's not only managing games, but making big plays with all those weapons he's got, including the young guy, Kareem Hunt, who's doing great things out of the backfield. And then with Washington, they played fabulous last Sunday night. If Kirk Cousins can bottle that up, and play that way again, coupled with the way their defense was rallying around the football. This is going to be a great football game. Redskins at the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. Even if the forecast doesn't call for rain, it calls for Trico Force Wiper Blades. Now $15 off when you buy a pair at Napa. Because in reality, a little water's no biggie compared to leaky garbage trucks, swarms of insects, or parking under a tree. So grab a pair of Trico Force Wiper Blades and get $15 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 10 there's a season for everything. And right now, it's save up to 30% on appliances season at the Home Depot with special buys on innovative appliances that do more. Like a GE high-efficiency washer and electric dryer. Your clothes get cleaner without the damage. And they're just 586 bucks each. Save 425 on the pair. Savings are in season with up to 30% off appliances at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. While supplies last, U.S. only gas dryer extra. See store for details. We alarm our houses, and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts, 
comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox.